0: Say
1: is the Limitless Range Podcast and we are snowed in. I've actually got Corey and Pete on the phone this week. This is producer Doug running the show on Polar Vortex Sunday. Had roads closed, people couldn't get to each other, can't get out to the studio, but everyone's on the phone so if you want to say hi how's it going cory
0: what's going on Dougie? you fresh yeah man i've uh <laughs> man i've been shoveling off my driveway every like hour or two and then i look outside i'm like what in the world is going on so i'm glad we're able to still uh figure out a way to bust this out
1: how are you doing pete you staying warm i'm
0: doing good man i'm just chilling at the crib relaxing <laughs> uh, i
1: actually
0: take these snow days it's just a day to kick my feet up and- watch TV and watch some chill. Yeah. nice you to take to staying out for any donuts or what <laughs> <laughs> hell no
1: dude <laughs> rear wheel drive test <laughs> <laughs> that. <the night. laughs> <laughs> well uh, as everyone knows of course you can get at us on social media at Instagram Facebook and Twitter at One Limitless Range or our, our website LimitlessRangePodcast.com of course check out The latest power rankings done by Corey. He always does a great job. Let us know what you think. Or you can get at us by phone, just like Corey and Pete are right now (laughs) at 360-356-1699. So um, this week, of course, we want to go over your guys' reactions to the trade deadline. You know, There's actually quite a bit of movement and stuff. Um, first off, while I'm still on the microphone here, I'll list off our trivia. Did you guys see this trivia that I sent you? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, we've got... Uh, this is the last podcast before we're going to be doing our drawing, speaking of getting at us on social media. Um, and so I put up some trivia with multiple ticket opportunities. We can get that out of the way now as long as everyone's listening. Um And this week's trivia question, in 2007, Kevin Garnett was traded from the Timberwolves to the Boston Celtics. Which players were sent back to the Timberwolves for Kevin Garnett? And you get a ticket for each player that you name. So, of course, that was a a huge Mm -hmm. trade. There are multiple players coming back. Every player that you name, and no cash considerations, is not a player. That doesn't count. But... And no draft picks, <laughs> but uh, each player gets you a ticket, drawings coming next week, but um, yeah let's see quiet, man. I like that yeah, yeah, I mean, of course, that started uh, one of the first kind of big threes of this era after Kevin Garnett moved uh, and went to Boston, so um Pete. What uh, what have you been thinking about this week after the trade deadline and all that? You got anything to to rant about? I mean,
0: just looking at the trade deadline, I, I thought uh, Philly made some pretty good moves. Um, the Tobias Harris was a big move. I really, I'm really digging that. They, I think they might be the team to beat now in the East. So
1: you think that moves them up that's to one of number one? That excited me.
0: Well, number, I mean, they're still not better than the Warriors, but number one in the East. In the yeah. East.
1: Sure. What about you, Corey? Yeah, in
0: so, Oh, man, just a lot of, uh, I mean, just honestly, a lot of shakeup over in the East with a lot of big trades. Um, yeah. You know, as Pete touched on, I think Tobias Harris was massive. I think he's a dope addition to already a really stacked roster. I think he's exactly what, um you know philly really needed uh power forward they were kind of looking for uh another another guy to really fill in their five and then just a dude that can stretch the floor i mean we've been talking about all year since they got jimmy and they traded away covington and sars that they need shooters and uh tobias harris is exactly that you know having that stretch four is going to be just a massive addition for them too so i agree yeah, uh that I one, agree. you know that one's that one's big, man. I just think that the East, in general, just you know made a lot of ads. If you look at you know Gasol jumping up to Toronto, you look at Miritich over to the Bucks. I mean, there's a lot really to uh, to break down
1: with what happened in the East. So, do you guys agree? Is that uh, probably the biggest trade of the trade deadline, or at least of that week, is Tobias Harris going to the Seventy Sixers?
0: I wouldn't. You know, for me, I wouldn't say. He's the best player that got traded. I mean, I really like Marc Gasol. But in terms of, you know, winning a championship, I look at, you know, him going to Philly, it's like they got four legitimate all-star caliber players. And then J.J. Redick is the fifth piece on that starting lineup, and he's a dope player, you know, one of the Mm -hmm. best peer shooters in the game. So it's like five dope players. You know, the only other, the only other team that can say that is the Warriors. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty, pretty cool. See, I I feel like they're the big, biggest winners moving forward after the trade deadline. What about you, Corey? What do you think? Man, I mean, obviously I'm with you, dude. I think Tobias Harris to Philly, that was, that was huge. I think the, to me, if I'm going to go the biggest winner, oh man, uh, part of me wants to go with Toronto because I feel like they really had to make a move. So Philly already had something going on. I think they needed somebody else, but uh, they kind of already have the set with, with Simmons and, and Embiid down there and then hoping to to stick with Jimmy Butler. But I feel like Toronto after this year might be in shambles if they didn't, make something happen for Kawhi. I think they absolutely had to go after somebody. I think they got Gasol, and I think if they can make it to the finals this year, then there's a chance that they can convince Kawhi to stay. So I see it as not only were they going after getting Mark Gasol and somebody that can really help them, they were reaching for trying to also make a move that can keep Kawhi. So I think that uh, what Toronto did, I think, was huge.
1: That's real smart. That's true. I mean, hey, even if they can't, convince Kawhi to stay, gosh, going to the finals is going to the finals for the Toronto Raptors, and that probably gets them closer too. But so those are a couple of the biggest trades. What uh, What do you guys think besides, of course, Anthony Davis not getting traded after all that hubbub, uh, what was the biggest letdown? Like who should have been traded that didn't get traded or, or what fell through? What uh, What do you think, Corey? What, what should have happened that didn't?
0: I mean, as I talked about, you know, on the last podcast, I believe, or at least the last couple, I mentioned it plenty of times. The Washington Wizards, to me, are just are in a lot of trouble. And, uh, they, you know, they made a move to get Otto Porter off, which I think was huge. Um, but I really would have liked them to get some picks out of Bradley Beal. I mean, they still have an opportunity this summer, maybe even next year at some point. But uh, I think that they need to move Bradley Beal. He doesn't work with John Wall they got John Wall for 19 years in a wheelchair and that's just where their money's at. So (laughs) I just feel like at some point, you know, they got, they got to get rid of Bradley Beal. I really thought they were going to make another move and make it happen. and, And they just didn't. So to me, that was a, that was a big disappointment and a miss. I think Bradley Beal was worth some some first round picks, and and they could really get something back and and really move more in the direction of rebuild, especially with John Wall gone. This is a great opportunity just to go, you know, complete rebuild and and really start tanking tank and get a better you know lottery spot. And uh, I just didn't think they did that very well. So,
1: what do you think, Pete? That's a good point.
0: Uh, you know, I think the pelicans man i mean you, even if you take away anthony davis they did you know julius randall is on a one-year deal they didn't move him it's like i you know i can understand holding ad and waiting but they should have got tried to get rid of all those other guys and just go full rebuild i mean there's no point in you know now they're like over here stuck playing all these guys that they know that aren't even going to be part of their future. They're going to, these these players that they're going to be playing, they're going to be forced to play like Anthony Davis. You know, the league's already come down on them saying that they have to play them a certain amount of minutes and can't miss any games where they're going to get fined a hundred thousand dollars. So it's like, you know, now there's no way they're going to get a really dope lottery pick with the, you know, with those guys playing. So, I mean, I would have been, I would have been in sell mode. I would have tried to move, Probably Drew Holiday's contract, even though I really like him, yeah. I would have moved Randall for sure. That would have been a must move for me. You know, he's on a one-year deal.
1: Yeah, he yeah, could have got a pick. For I think that. that's a
0: great point, man. Yeah, yeah, I feel like Julius Randall really could have helped a uh, a team in contention. And I think some guys really would have probably tossed him some good stuff for him. I think that's a good one.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the Pelicans really just, unless they get something done big time this summer with Boston or, or whatever they're trying to do. I mean, they really kind of dropped the ball then, huh?
0: Well, yeah, they moved Miritich, but, I mean, they really didn't get much back for that. And yeah. then you pair that with they had they had by far the most pieces to move that, you know what I mean? with Like, I mean, they had a ton of guys they could have moved to really start this rebuild, this process. You know, you have Davis, Randall, Mirakage, and Holiday. If they felt that they're going to go rebuild and that none of these players are going to help them win right now or, and, you know, Randall's going to leave, AD's going to leave, they obviously traded away Mirakage. Why not just clean house, you know? yeah, That's what I would have done as a general manager. I would have moved everybody. Just blah, blah, blah. Man, I, would, I maybe would have held AD, you know, to get the best offer, but everybody else would have been gone knowing that Anthony Davis isn't going to stay with this team. And I would try to get, you know, pieces to help me get Zion and help me get some of these young players in the draft, more picks for the future, because that's the only way anyone's going to new Orleans, obviously. So.
1: Well, yeah, yeah I think you got a draft. I would
0: add it. I would add in another, uh, group in the in the, the Charlotte Hornets, I was really surprised. I know they were really in the talks with Marcus all um, and you got Kemba on the last year of his contract and so it's like you look at that roster and the way it's built and they didn't bring anybody in. I mean bye bye Kemba Walker in my opinion, whether that's New York, whether that's L A, one of the LA teams next year, I think they, they lost Kemba Walker. They didn't do a good enough job of landing somebody and uh, that's pretty disappointing to me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's another team that could have been like the Pelicans. So, they yeah. they needed to go. I mean, Michael Jordan just doesn't know what to do as the uh,
1: owner. Absolutely. They were I just yeah, kept hearing right. things about them over and over again leading up to the deadline, then absolutely nothing. I mean, I can't I can't think of anything really that happened over there. But um so yeah, speaking great. of uh trying to get future talent places that can't get it, um I was just looking through the all of the trades that went through this past week. Almost totally forgot when the headline came through that Markel Foltz got traded to Orlando. What do you guys think about that? I mean, obviously Philly's going all in. We were just talking about them. They're getting rid of that. They're they've decided to try to make the finals. They don't care about Fultz's future. They want right now. Uh Corey, what do you think what do you think that's gonna do for Orlando? Do you think this is just another Another busted point guard playing in Orlando, or what?
0: I don't, dude. I don't know what Orlando's doing, to be honest. I, uh, I don't know, man. Giving up a, what if they gave up a first for him, right?
1: Yeah. I believe. Yeah, let's I see. Yeah, so I just Sixers got I just Jonathan like Simmons pretty. and a first round pick for this, this upcoming draft and a second round pick. But his first yeah. round pick's protected. I don't,
0: I don't know, man. That's another one. Now that we bring up the Orlando magic, I know Pete's on this as well. It's like you got loose, you know, sitting there in a great position, great salary for this year and only 12 mil. Um, and maybe they're, they're really wanting to plan on uh, bringing him in long-term. Maybe that's their, their MO on not trading him, but I just feel like you got an opportunity to maybe move this guy and lean towards the future and maybe get some picks. You got Aaron Gordon who maybe move, and uh, maybe end up with some picks. And I mean, your team really is built to go nowhere at this point. So now you're giving away assets to bring in Markel Fultz. I, I don't know, man. I just don't get that at all. I don't like it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm with Corey. I. W- you said, you know, I haven't really looked much into this trade. So yeah, I need you to break it down for me a little bit more. It's protected. What? What's the? You know what the exact. I don't like, what I don't know off the of top of my head.
1: It just says protected uh, 2019 twenty nineteen first round pick, probably top five, I would guess. That's how most of them are. And then uh and also a twenty nineteen well, second some, round pick.
0: I don't give a shit about the second round pick, but the first round pick, I'm
1: um, yeah, but I mean, I mean, I mean yeah. which none of these are gonna be I don't know. I mean the magic they're trying to be in the uh in the the playoffs, right? in the east they're trying to get there or they're going to be too far out? I mean I, I don't see how they can get all the way to the bottom and Sixers aren't going to be you <laughs> know uh, it just seems like they gave up uh, two picks and Jonathan Simmons to get faults yeah
0: I'm not I don't know, I'm not not really a fan of it because of Orlando's what Orlando's pick could be you know I mean they'll probably be what the bottom 10 something like that
1: Yeah, it could by be. the end of
0: the year, bottom 12, you know, so it's a pretty good pick for, I mean, it's not, it's not the craziest risk for a guy who's highly touted and has a ton of talent, but I feel like Philly really cashed in on some damage. Good. If you really think about it, you know, they got rid of a problem, got a first round pick that they can use maybe to get a shooter next year, you know, and with all the high-end talent they got going, I'm sure, you know, if they pick a pick 10 or 11, it's going to be a, they can, you know, have their choice of a premium shooter, you know, yeah. because teams are going to be focused more on the guys you can create and stuff like that, the Zions, you know, Barrett's of the world. But I, I don't know, man. I think Philly kind of won that trade right now. The only way Orlando wins is if Fultz becomes really a star,
1: you know, at yeah. least looks like a first because overall i mean they, pick.
0: they need star power so and and i agree with corey with you know it makes no sense they didn't trade moose they didn't trade gordon i don't know and it, obviously Fulton's of going to help him this year so it wasn't that trade wasn't they were trading him in hopes that he'll live up to be the number two pick you know yeah. oh, wait he, go, he went one he went number
1: two? one yeah
0: he went number one okay in hopes he'll yeah. live up to his number one pick potential yeah. So, yeah. by doing that, that tells me you're going for the future, trade Vuce to recoup those first back, trade Gordon, you know what I mean? You're, still, you're going to be waiting yeah, for things to develop, no. you know, so. Well, I feel like there's just no reason for them to, to sit in the middle, it's like. I mean, we talk about this all the time, but, I mean, if you're going to be in the middle, you might as well just, uh, in my opinion, trade away and assets, especially when you've got them. It's one one thing if you don't have the assets to make it happen. I mean, you don't really have enough, you know, if you have horrible contracts, you know. But, I mean, Aaron Gordon's contract, to me, not the greatest, but not terrible. I think you might have been able to get something for him. And then, obviously, boost on the last year of the absolutely perfect contract for him. I really think you could have got something for him. I mean, the Lakers missed on AD. I guess they're, you know, obviously they were focused all in on AD, but could you have squeezed Booth to the Lakers and said, look, you know, obviously the Pelicans aren't calling you back. Why don't you toss Ingram, Kuzma, and uh, a first to us, and you guys can have Booth or something. You know what I mean? To me, I just feel like they could have got, I don't know, I feel like they could have got something from him. And now what are they going to do? Sign Booth long-term for what? For them to still be eight nine seed I don't
1: get it yeah supposedly he says he he likes to he'd like to stay in Orlando right I mean he wants to he he likes the franchise for some reason he'll they probably can get get him a good extension for whatever reason but um, even besides what the magic was doing I mean gosh we always talk about how much better the Western Conference obviously is in the East and stuff, but do you think overall this trade deadline and how things have shaped up and a couple of stars moving over, did the did the Eastern Conference win the trade deadline?
0: Yeah. Um yeah, I mean they won the trade deadline, but they're still the inferior conference, if that makes sense. Sure. So but I mean yeah, they definitely won the trade deadline. I mean they got all the star power. They got the big names and Gasol and uh Tobias Harris Meritage, uh, I mean, even Fultz was still traded from east to east. So, yeah, east is definitely the the big winner at the trade deadline.
1: Yeah, Corey, do you think this means, yeah, I no. mean, those top uh, teams, you know, loading up even more like Philly and Toronto, does that mean that the one that makes it to the finals could actually give Golden State a run for their money or what? Does it even yeah, matter? No, no um, it's not happening.
0: Yeah, no, there nobody's giving Golden State a run for their money unless there's some massive injuries, which I yeah. guess you know can can always happen. You know, Steph gets hurt, KD gets hurt, or you know, even Cousins, and I feel like they'd have to have a couple injuries to uh, really affect that team. And uh, I feel like that's the only way that anybody's keeping up with them. But I will say, man, I mean, obviously the West is still you know, way more stacked, especially from one to 10. Um, But I tell you what, man, that second round of the playoffs in the East, holy crap, that to me is going to be some incredible basketball to watch. I think for the first time in a long time, I mean, obviously with, you know, LeBron over there, we always knew who was probably going to make it to the East. We had maybe one other team that we were hoping could knock LeBron off and it just never seemed to happen. But now it's like, I don't know, man. I really don't know who's going to come out of the East. I think it's crazy. I think maybe another loser of um, the trade deadline, really they didn't have to make a move, but is Boston. Man, when you look at these other three teams, I know Boston was our prediction to make it out of the East. Um, That's who Pete and I predicted in one of our first shows. It's who we've kind of still leaned on with their coaching staff and their depth. Um, But man, if you're looking at what has now happened to these other three teams. I think it's a lot harder for Boston to be that team that's coming out. You know, we keep seeing, you know, all these things come out with, you know, Kyrie and now we see um, guys not having fun. You know, Morris is saying we haven't had fun in a while. And it seems like there's a crack in that armor and the other three teams are leaning forward. Uh, Man, it's, it's interesting. I don't know, Pete, you, you, you mentioned you have Philly now, you think with that trade, Yeah, I think I'm going to... You know, for me, just watching the maturation of Boston has really disappointed me. You can go with, you know, they're not believing in each other and all that stuff, but also, I just feel like we kind of overrated them off of last year's playoff run. You know, I think we were all ready to be like, oh my God, Tatum's on the verge of being a superstar, you know, like after that playoff run he had. And he's, I mean, he's really just... You really break down his numbers. He's a good player, but he's not even a star yet, you know? So it's like, how loaded really, you know, if you really, really take it in totality, is Boston really that loaded? If you really, like, break down Jalen Brown and Tatum, the guys that people, the you know, the uh, Rosiers, you know, these, we were looking at these guys thinking like, oh, my God, these guys are all stars, and then you add Kyrie and Hayward back, and they'll be stars, and it'll have a five-star with Horford and... But, you know, if you really just look at it, the only one that's really got any kind of superstar, you know, abilities is Kyrie and and it's only offensively and, you know, you break down everybody else, they're pretty good and they are pretty deep, but, you know, right now it's just like with Kyrie's injury history and uh, Hayward, you know, kind of just not being himself, you know, it's going to take time for him coming off the broken leg and all these young guys not taking a step forward like we thought they would, you know? Horford getting older. It's just not really playing out the way we kind of envisioned it, you know what I mean? So it's like that, that to me, on top of the chemistry issues, makes it even worse. But I feel like even if they had good chemistry, I would still be doubting a little bit because of the way that the young guys have developed. They haven't developed at the pace I thought they would from seeing what they were doing last year, you know? For me.
1: Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, no, man, I'm with I Corey. I,
0: I'm not really looking at Boston to make much noise anymore. That's a, it's a, it's a great point for sure. I think, you know, especially when we look at it too, the scariest thing when you really think about it too, between the four, because I think all of us are in agreement, You know, with, with Vic out, I don't think anybody's really going to knock off these four. I think that's going to be the final four in the East. When Boston plays any of those other three teams, those other three teams have the best player on the floor. To me, you have Kawhi is better than Kyrie, right? You have probably, in my opinion, you have Embiid, who's more valuable than Kyrie. You look at Milwaukee, you're talking about the Greek freak, who's in our eyes the MVP right now, probably the best player in the league right now, besides Kevin Durant in our eyes, (laughs) um, over Kyrie. So you're talking about those three teams have that star, over them, which is going to be tough. Uh, you know, I'm, I still feel like Boston is, is going to be in the mix unless this drama is really serious and they're really going to start to crack and they fold. I think if this team comes together and their chemistry starts to click, um, then I think that uh, they still have a really good chance of getting out of the East. You know, I think they have the best coach in the league, which we know in playoff matchups is massive. Um, and they do have a little bit better of a bench, I think, than the other three teams. But if this team isn't gelling, this is the the thing that's troublesome for Boston. If they're not gelling and they're not playing their best game, then they're not beating any of the other three teams. Where the other three teams, I think, have a little bit more room to slack. You know, if JJ and Jimmy don't have a good series, you got three other dudes that are like, okay, Simmons and Bede and uh, Tobias Harris carried us. Where if Boston isn't clicking on all cylinders, like Pete said with Jason Tatum, if Jason Tatum doesn't step up And be the playoff Jason Tatum we saw last year. Then, uh, yeah, I agree with Pete, man. It's going to be really hard for these guys to get there.
1: Yeah, as we're recording it, I mean, uh, Boston just just lost or blew its second consecutive twenty point lead last night, right? I mean, they're kind of although Kyrie was hurt, they're kind of falling apart at the seams, and all that drama's happening and stuff like that. And like you were saying, those other three teams are great.
0: To play off of uh, Corey, like you know, he said they have the best player. You know, all, all the other three teams have the best player yeah. over Kyrie, and he's he's honestly right about that. You can make an argument that they have the second, their second best player is better than any second best player on Boston after the Gasol trade. You know, so, I mean, you could argue Gasol's better than anybody after Kyrie in Boston. You know, you can argue um, Chris Middleton's better than anybody over there in Boston. And, um, obviously with Simmons, Butler, and, uh, Tobias, you could argue that they're all better than the second best player over there in Boston. So, so I are, mean,
1: are you saying Tatum's the, the second best the second in Boston?
0: Star, well, I mean, I probably would give it to Horford, oh, Horford. in my opinion, okay. come playoff time. So yeah, I think that they're all better than Horford right at this point, you know, his career he's regressing a little bit. If you look at the numbers, you know, you could see he's taking a step back and, um, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of things going on, you know, and then you know, I know me and Corey both respect the coach, and you know, Corey just said he's the you know one of the best coaches, and I I have agreed for the longest, but you know you got to get uh, discredit here if you can't get these personalities to mesh. Like I feel like a great coach would have already had this shit handled, We're already almost at the all star break, and you're still dealing with these issues. You're still dealing, you know. It's like, come on, man. Even like Steve Kerr had way more drama going on over there with KD and Draymond, and he handled that. All that shit got taken care of, you know. It's like, why is this stuff still lingering? Why is Kyrie and these guys still fighting? I feel like as a head coach, I would have gotten that shit solved, you know. In my opinion, I would have, I would have went in that locker room and be like, "Look, man, you know, Kyrie's our guy. He's our leader. Whatever, you know. Just let's, let's let's follow him and let's just see what happens. You know. Yeah. Everybody's time will come. You guys are young. Like, just get." I feel like he's not stepping in or something. He's just letting these guys beef, and some—I don't know what's going on there. But it's—I just feel like it should have been taken care of already. Yeah, you, know? you got
1: to make it a priority.
0: That's a, that's a great point, Pete. I mean, uh, you know, maybe, maybe Brad Stevens, being as young as he is, um, you know, we know he's an X's and O's genius. Maybe he's just yep. not a uh, player relationship genius when it comes to this kind of stuff. I mean, he's obviously great with dudes that love him he gets dudes to buy into his system, which he he seemed to always do even in college. Um, but maybe as a young dude dealing with these chemistry issues just isn't something that he has wisdom on, you know, and a lot of these older coaches have seen similar stuff like this plenty of times, whether that's being an assistant coach or as a head coach. And uh, you know, maybe Brad just has never had to deal with this. Yeah. yeah well, it'll be interesting. It'll be man. It'll be- I'll be very interested to see what happens.
1: Well, we've been talking about yeah, teams that have done well teams that have won and lost at the trade deadline what do you guys think about like individual players you know what player was a winner at this trade deadline like went to a good position or something something that really helped him out It's going to spotlight him uh what do you think uh, what do you think Corey? what what player was the winner of the trade deadline
0: oh man honestly uh you know there's a couple man i think i mean smaller stuff that i'm actually looking at you know, Hell Foltz getting off of that Philly team, getting out of that pressure spotlight. If you were the number one draft pick, you better step up for us. Um, he's going to get a new new scene, and when he gets healthy, you know, he might get an opportunity to, to shine. I mean, I hope he does. I don't necessarily know if it's coming, but I think getting out of Philly for him was very important because he didn't have a role there in the first place, and he's already got the pressure of the whole city being like, dude, we traded Jason Tatum and a pick for you. Come on, dude step your game up. So I think that's massive. Um, and then another small one, obviously I'm a Portland guy, so I'm already seeing, um, this go down a little bit, but, uh, it's just in two games but I feel like I'm seeing Utah Rodney Hood a little bit rather than Cleveland Rodney Hood and uh we saw what happened to Rodney when he went to Cleveland we were all kind of like man this guy was a dope scorer for Utah you know a lot of us were utilizing him in fantasy and we're like dude what happened to this guy and uh I mean I guess that's what happens when you you play with LeBron for a year your whole life just goes to shit so um I guess we should (laughs) have predicted that but uh (laughs) <laughs> but uh, Rodney, Rodney getting to come to Portland, man. I just, I just feel like Portland's a cool spot, and he's going to get a chance to, uh, to revive his, you know, his career a little bit. If he goes out and he balls for Portland, and maybe helps him get past the first, second round, whatever it is. He shows some playoff magic. He shows us some stuff. I think that's going to really help him in the future contract wise. You know, obviously team wise, some of these other ones in the East were massive, but we already knew Tobias Harris was dope. He was going to get close to a match next year. You know, we know Miretic is dope and going to help the Bucks out. We know Gasol is dope and he's going to get paid. But I feel like with what Rodney was doing in Cleveland, he was about to be like almost jobless or like a little contract. You know, and if he balls out in Portland, that's serious dollar signs.
1: What do you think, Pete? Yeah. Hey, what are
0: you thinking, well, man? Well, well, thanks for saving me, some Corey. You named everybody, but <laughs> <was just> <laughs> 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 sorry, bro. <laughs> I was, you know, here, I'm just messing. I'm just, you know, I was gonna name. Uh, I'm. Happy, I'm excited to see Gasol get to actually play in the playoffs. I think that's pretty cool. You know, um, Corey made some good points. Uh, I like a bunch of the players he named, and uh, but yeah, you know, I, I just feel like you know Gasol's going from. You on know, Memphis, you know. Tina wasn't going to make the playoffs, and now he gets to go and show, you know, that he still got some juice left, you know, and uh be the second second star on a on a contending team and that that'll be pretty fun to watch. And then I like uh one of the first trades that happened, you know, this Dennis Smith Jr., you know, he could really, you know, this could go two ways. They could move him whatever, who knows but he could really luck out, you know, if New York gets Zion, signs Boogie and KD, could you imagine being the point guard with those three? Like, serious. Right. The point guard's dream come true, you know, like, and, you know, just being in New York, and uh, that would be really fun. He went from a situation where he was, like, you know, being dubbed, like, the problem, you know, in Donjon's development, uh, in Luca's development, mm-hmm. to now being uh, the face of New York for now until these other guys come, and then he can just be a player that helps. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good situation. Uh, so that's a great one, Pete. I like that. I like that a lot. Actually, I think he cool. was, awesome. was the You're only one left, left man.
1: <laughs>
0: yes. <Yeah, exactly>. <laughs> man, I was leading you into a great one, dude. I knew you were going to pick him, so I left him right. for you. That was awesome. <laughs>
1: i've got one i i wanted to ask you guys about someone's change of scenery um from the same team too harrison barnes went to the kings and wanted to know your guys' thoughts i mean like what exactly the time frame is for the kings here what they're looking at doing shout out to a couple of our friends in our league of course big kings fans so we'll have to see what they think but uh Pete, what what do you think this does for the Kings? What, what Why'd they pick up Harrison Barnes? Hold on.
0: First of all, let me clear this up. Do we have two Kings fans in our friends group, or do we only have one? Because, oh. Or do we even have any? Because I feel like
1: we maybe have a bigger LeBron
0: on. guy or a bigger Steph guy. I mean, I don't know, dude. Are you really Kings fans? Because you're rooting for the Lakers to make the playoffs over your Kings. I tell you what, I would never make a prediction if it's to make my point, I'd be like, man, I really hope the Lakers make it over Portland. I just have to make my point here. What? What? Damn. Get out of here. That's good. <laughs> I'm. You're referencing Nate or Kyle on that one because that is a good burn. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's that's,
1: that's,
0: that's nice. straight up to, that's, that's to Nate right there. Yeah, I mean, I think Kyle is definitely a fan. Maybe they both are, but yeah, Nate talking about he thinks the Lakers are making the playoffs and then he tried to save it by saying, Oh, I think I think my Kings will get in too. It's like, bro, you don't bring up another team before your team mm. when the Kings are ahead of well, the Lakers he- in the standings. You know Nate's a prisoner of the moment, bro. Come on. I mean he was repping LeBron and then LeBron had that issue and then he was acting like he Hated LeBron sharing all these memes. Hey, let's not go the too memes. far
1: off the rails here. All right. Then they win
0: a game? We <laughs> have a game winner? And then he's like, "Yeah." So I mean, you know, how, you know how Nate is, but
1: we'll get um, we'll get Nate on the show. The
0: question, oh yeah, we'll, we'll murder him. But uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, we, I, I'm not going even remember what the question was again. Now, what were we talking about? Were we were laughing about Nate. So, oh, I just want to know your thoughts on you Harris, Harrison
1: thought Barnes to the to the Kings. I mean, oh, they're showing the up that spot. So, I mean, it's good. It could be a great pickup for him. Let's see. I hope it is. He's on my fantasy I, team. But, uh, you, you know, know what, what are they trying to do? What's the I, picture here? Big picture.
0: They're trying to get a player to help them win now and uh, compete in the playoffs and get it, get in there and, and give some of these young guys some playoff reps. You know, they, they need that because that's it's a different animal. And when you lose in the playoffs, you, you get seasoned. You know what I mean? You taste that, and it makes you want to taste more, and that's what they're hoping for. I like the addition. They have so much cap space with all these young guys right now that Harrison Barnes really doesn't even affect them because they got a beautiful cap situation. I mean, I'm not a fan of Harrison Barnes' contract at all, but I feel like if any king can take it on and not, like, suffer, the Kings is probably one of the franchises. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. So. Yeah, it's crazy. I, even it even wasn't with a horrible the, move. Even with the addition of his $24 million contract, the Sacramento Kings are still second to the lowest in salary payroll this year. Wow.
1: Did not know that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, the Kings, I'm telling you, the Kings is a beautiful landing spot if a free agent wanted to go
1: to, Sacramento.
0: to a, a coming team.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah, true. I'm
0: serious. No, because think about it. Like, if you know, let's say they didn't get Harrison Barnes or they move him or whatever. They could have, if Katie wouldn't signed that, they would have money for two players and they would have all those young players who are on these. They got three years left on their deal. You know, Fox has three years left on his rookie deal. Uh, Bax has four years. So, I mean, uh, I think buddy has two more years left on his rookie deal. Yep. So that's beautiful, man. I mean, if you're, If you're a star, why not be around, you know, all that young talent? And they're making no money. So you have a few years of some good dominance there, I feel like, you know. Let me throw something at you guys. I think this is kind of funny. The butterfly effect. Because I'm curious what, Corey, and even, you know, your thoughts are, uh, Doug. But we're talking about how no one has a chance to be the Warriors, right? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Sure.
0: So... Okay, think about this. Let's just talk about some butterfly effect here. Nobody pursued Cousins, right? Let's say, right. Is the, I feel like, peop, I think teams might have helped the Warriors win a championship here. Because if, if they didn't allow the Warriors to sign Cousins, would Philly have a shot realistically? Would Philly be favored? I'm wondering, because like, hmm. I love KD, you know that. But Katie Curry, Clay and Draymond, and we all kind of think Draymond's, you know, kind of lost a step a little bit. It was kind of like a big three in Draymond yeah. versus those five out in Philly. I think that would have made for some good, you know, must basketball. And then no one to guard and because Draymond's been struggling during centers. So imagine if he had to guard and beat.
1: Plus, I mean, playoffs, finals, finals fatigue, I mean, that shit's real. You know, it's hard to play that many games year after year, make the finals. I mean, good teams are good teams, but each year that goes by, even if, you you know, you're going up against a three-peat team or something, uh, they're just, each year that goes by, it's that much tougher for them to do it. You know, even at Jordan's Bulls, they talk about, gosh, winning in 1998. It was absolutely grueling, and it could have been, like you're saying, gosh, if they hadn't signed Boogie or something, I think it would have been that much closer. I mean, it might not have even been the Warriors going to the finals, right? What do you think, Corey?
0: I mean, I think the Warriors definitely still make the finals. Um, but I do yeah, I'm with you on I do agree. I I, I do agree. Um, man, that's a great point, Pete, with Philly. Uh, if they made it to the finals, uh, man, it's, it, it's a tough one, man. I think it makes it a lot closer. I think... Uh, it would be tough to know, I think you really uh broke some good stuff down. I think it was you 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 know you and DeeZ really uh broke some stuff down with uh some of the things that Golden State was missing without a five and uh I think that with what man, those five that Philly has over there, you might be right, dude, if they don't have somebody to cover and bead, uh, dude it would be tough. I don't know who I'd give the edge to, but you know right now if they match up with boogie, I still say you know, Warriors in five. And if Boogie's not there, I see possibility game seven.
1: Well, even yep, with... I agree. Even with this Philly <laughs> trade and well, everything, we're still all sleeping on the Bucks way too much, though, I think. I mean, they're the number one team in the league.
0: I I think that's a great point, Doug. I think... Uh, I think we definitely are sleeping on him a little bit. I think um, Greek Freak just being the player that he is. And I think one of the one of the guys that's really being overlooked in this trade um, deadline is Miritich. I think, you know, obviously these other guys landed some bigger players. Gasol and Tobias Harris are are probably bigger additions. But, I mean, maybe I'm just a prisoner of what happened to me last year in the playoffs being a Portland fan. But uh, Niritich can ball, man, especially in the playoffs. I mean, Middleton, I saw a quote from him the other day that was talking about four years ago that Miritich was actually the guy that really turned the series for the bulls sure. um, in the playoffs when the bulls beat the bucks um, four years ago in the first round. And uh, we've seen it time in and time out last year. I mean, I really felt like the Pelicans did a good job, but I really feel like if you take Miritich off that team, some of the runs he went on where I'm like, did this guy just hit five threes in like the last two seconds? Like, I feel like this guy's just keeps making everything he shoots and, uh, if he can do that for this Bucks team, you give Giannis a dude like that that can really stretch the floor, it's like, man, he, if he goes wiped out, if Miritich plays like he did last year against uh, Portland, if he can do some of that stuff, I, I'm with you, dude. I think the Bucks have a great chance of making it to a championship.
1: Well, and chances are he will. Uh, I think I heard it on the Ringer the other day. They say it's no joke. Look up his splits after the trade deadline, like how he plays like March through May every year, it's been like that, you know, he works his way back in and then it's just scorching hot for that last part of the season and into the playoffs. I almost kind of forgot until he was traded over there that, yeah, he's been to the playoffs every season of his career or something like that because he was playing on those bulls teams and before they collapsed and he went to the Pelicans. So yeah, I think, uh, they could, they could be pretty hot, but I mean, do you guys think that uh, any of this really changes the playoff picture then? I mean, is anyone going to move up significantly in the West or the East? Uh, wh- what do you think, Pete? Is anything like that going to happen? I mean, no,
0: it's still going to be the Warriors. The Warriors, I mean, I would bet my house, if everybody's healthy, the Warriors are going to make it and win, you know.
1: All right, I'm house hunting, now. Uh, Let's do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. No, I just... I, I don't really see much change there. And in the East, you got, you know, you got, I like Philly now to edge out Milwaukee. I had Milwaukee, but after that trade, I, I kind of, I'm kind of leaning towards Philly. It's close. I do, you know, I, I think Greek's the best player out of everybody, but Philly's got so much firepower, man. And I mean, you know, the hypothetical, did you guys watch that Warriors-Philly game? Did you guys get to catch that like a couple weeks ago?
1: mm I didn't. I didn't. You I feel terrible. That? It feel was a terrible. good battle. Just highlights. No. <laughs>
0: Corey, did you watch it? I didn't actually, man. I, I didn't get to catch it. Damn. Well, so for the, for the people that did watch it, it um, well, Embiid freaking murdered Looney. I'm talking like it was embarrassing, dude. He scored like 15 straight points on him just post-drop step dunking all over him. It was so hard to watch. They had to force Cousins back into play more minutes than he was scheduled, and I, yeah, man, I just keep thinking in my head like, wow, if they didn't have Cousins, and Embiid would just eat the Warriors up, you know. It was, yeah. and I'm sure if our listeners who remember that game, they're going to be like, damn, man, yeah, I remember that. And Embiid was just killing Looney. It was so bad. It was such a mismatch. But uh, I just kind of, I kind of wish that Boogie didn't sign with the Warriors because I would love to just see some more drama for these finals, but I'm sure we all agree it looks like it's going to be the Warriors winning. And, yeah. You no, know, kind of sucks that it's just so... You know, the most drama we get is, where's KD going to sign? <laughs> like, right. Know, it's like, that's the big Off-season drama in drama. the NBA now.
1: Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Corey? Is anything going to switch up? Uh, I mean, any big seating changes or anything like that, or is it all going to be pretty chalk?
0: Oh, man, I think, uh, I think it really made the East, uh, top four. Like I said, I think I'm looking forward to that probably even more than I'm looking forward to the West final four. Yeah. Um, I think it just made everything up in the air, dude. I think everybody except for Boston over there and those big four really made a big addition to their team. Um, And it's really just going to be exciting to see which team clicks because that's what it's going to come down to, right, as Pete touched on earlier, is, uh, you know, is Tobias Harris going to go in and – they're all going to click and it's going to work out great. Cause if they are, then that team's probably in the finals. But if Tobias Harris is going to go over there and Jimmy Butler is going to be crying about touches and then going to be crying about the way he's utilized and things like that. And their bench doesn't step up. Then they might get knocked out. Does Giannis go freak mode or does Giannis go last year? I mean, he didn't have a terrible playoff, but do the bucks go last year, playoff mode. Does Boston Jason Tatum step up, things like that. So I really feel like those four over there. It's really going to, depend on just who's hot, which team has chemistry. Does Boston figure their stuff out? And that's really going to be the deciding, uh, deciding factor over there. Um, and in the West, not really, man. I don't feel like there was really any trade shakeups. Like I said, I like Rodney Hood. I think he, uh, you know, after watching him play the last couple of games in Portland, I think he's uh, going to be a great help for Portland. Obviously nothing to push him over the top against Golden State or anything like that. I'm not that naive, um, but uh other than that, man, I don't think there was really any big shake-ups besides maybe, like you touched on with Harrison Barnes, maybe helps the Kings get to an 8-seed. I'm crossing my fingers. I'm really hoping that's the case. I would love to see the Kings grab an 8-seed and the Lakers miss the playoffs, as I <laughs> predicted earlier in the yeah. year. But, uh, yeah, other than that, man, not, not <laughs> too big a shake standings-wise.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I of course, we're all overlooking our obvious choice, you know, the biggest winner the lakers picking up reggie bullock <clears throat> right yeah well we'll, we'll just everyone right. already knows that but that's um, <laughs> massive huge huge trade but uh yeah i think uh yeah it's just about right i mean as we were we've all been saying that the the east is just that much more exciting right now i mean the yeah those those playoffs could be really fun well i was going to say just like Anthony Davis, after not being traded, I think I'm going to put us on a minute's restriction here. We actually did pretty good for having everyone calling in from our igloos stuck in the snow here. Uh, you know, I really appreciate it, Corey and Pete. I think we did a good job, huh, Pete?
0: Yeah, yeah, that was fun. I feel like uh, this is a, this could be a fun outlet for us in the future. If there's any uh, breaking news or something big happens, this would yeah. be a good way to get contact content out to our listeners we can all just hit each other up yep, for
1: like, yeah we're like
0: you know a nice little 30 minute discussion or something
1: everyone be on the lookout just in case breaking news i mean we're setting up a new studio here and we might just get uh get everyone in on the phone and and get something out there for for you to hear so well next week
0: pete, also, I mean, I, oh go ahead hold on real quick pete i, I know we're on minutes restriction over here but uh yeah let's pete, hurry it up. are you feeling the same way like I'm not trying to rant on this too much but I got a lot of problems with you people now you're gonna hear about it can LeBron James get any luckier man I make I feel like I make a great prediction everybody's (laughs) calling an injury thing that knocked him down the Lakers down or whatever but man first of all I really feel like they're not in position to make the playoffs. And then you got the Clippers who want to save their pick. Let's tra- trade the Baez Harris and go tank mode, pretty much. And the, the team that's in the eight seed, that's three games above the Lakers right now, that has a pretty solid team, is now going to tank the season away to basically open up the slot of the eight seed. It's like, come on, man! Really?
1: I thought you were going to bring yeah. up the Reggie Bullock signing. I mean, that's the that's the yeah. big one getting LeBron lucky, right? I kind of want <laughs> to add.
0: Well, I, I find it kind of funny how, uh, you know, on Doug's itinerary, he had nothing with LeBron on it. So he's trying to avoid that. But anyway. So go for yeah, it. With it, bro. <laughs> like, I'm like, i with you, man. It's like, he's getting lucky. And I don't even want to hear about the injury. You know, I mean, yeah, it did factor in what happened. But here's the way I look at it. How many years in a the- year? Did LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Tyree and all this get to just take weeks off because they were in the East and anyone could win them a game. You know, Chris Bosch could go out there by himself and win them enough games to make the playoffs because this was such a joke. So it's like now he's finally, you know how many Western Conference teams didn't make the playoffs because their star got hurt for a couple weeks? You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's a battle. Yeah. It's a gauntlet. He's finally tasting that. Yeah. You know, in the West, if you get hurt, it can cost you the playoffs. He's never experienced that in his career. I don't want to hear no crying. It's happened to KD. KD got hurt. You know, Russell Westbrook got hurt. A bunch of gang of players get hurt and teams miss the playoffs. So I mean, why are we supposed to feel bad for LeBron James? You know, like
1: yeah, and he comes. The first time in his he comes back and they lose by a thousand points too. The Pacers, drove me crazy. Biggest uh, loss in his to, career, and I'm, it's not looking good for him. You,
0: Top off the luck, the playoff with Corey. Scene. I think the luckiest thing is, is this guy having fucking Rondo. Like, <laughs> you know, Rondo holds a meeting. all. I'm serious, dude. I know it sounds yeah. crazy, but if Rondo's on that team, that team's done. They're done. These young kids, you know, are are uh, revolting against LeBron James, and their chemistry's done. But look who saves the day. Rondo throws a, a team meeting, gets 10 players in. They all practice together. They all start gelling again. You know, Rondo hits the game winner. Yeah. You know, he's over here keeping this team alive. And now I guess who's hanging out with Rondo now? You see LeBron going to uh, the Duke game with Rondo. So that's kind of a coincidence after he tried to trade him. Now he's kicking it with Rondo because yeah. he knows Rondo has the pulse of the team. You know what I mean? So he wants to buddy-buddy with him so he can get back in with everybody else. And I think if the Lakers do anything, it's because of Rondo, not because of LeBron. You know, I mean, obviously, they weren't going to go anywhere without LeBron, but sure. I think them having Rondo was just such a lucky thing for LeBron James. Yeah, yeah man, I absolutely agree with you, dude. I think he's getting saved, saved on that. It, to me, you know, to finish off with this Lakers topic, LeBron crap. I really just laugh, dude. So laugh, they get blown out by Indiana, and then everybody's like, "Oh, it's post-trade deadline. Nobody got traded. They were only got blown out because you know the guys drama. thought they were going to get traded, yeah. and now they're the drama. And, and now the trade deadline's done, and they're all going to come back together. Like, bro, we did not forget the fact that you were trying to trade us. And then you see the Boston game, and you see all these people coming back out from the woodworks, like. Dude, I told you the Lakers are gonna kill it. They're gonna make the playoffs. Look what they did to Boston. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you right now, any listeners out there, don't get this twisted. Let me break it down for you really quick. They did come back and beat Boston. You know what I've said all year that the Lakers struggle on three point shooting. They're god awful. I believe it's like 32 or 33 percent on the year as a team. They shot 53 percent. Yeah, they set a the franchise
1: arc. record so the, that 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 game.
0: So the coup. So the, so the Kuzma threes you're seeing That he broke out in the fourth quarter That was like oh my god they came back LeBron's lucky bounce from out of bounds He ended up in the corner and hit a three Those things are not usually happening to them Gr- yeah, This is an example right here How about today's game 143 to 120 They got blown out by Jesus. 23 again Why? Because they shot 37% from three They do not have Three point shooters I've been trying to tell you guys this Don't come at me with Rondo saves and everybody's coming back and you hit a game winner and blah, blah, blah. The team's showing again. They shot 20% higher than they normally do from beyond the arc. What happens when they go back to normal? They get smacked by Indy. They get smacked by Philly. I'm telling you right now. I'm wondering if they'll predict them to miss the playoffs. I don't care what anybody says. Dude, I'm wondering where LeBron sat on the bench. Like, you know. Like, buddy, buddy, when they're winning, was he sitting three seats away from everybody today? (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) I don't know, man. That dude sucks a crap, bro. I've been saying it. He's a phony. He's a fraud. You know, you can talk all the crap you want about KD. You know, he's made stupid decisions. I'll always clown on him for some of his decisions. But he's not a phony, bro. He's not going to sit three seats away from a young teammate because he's butthurt.
1: Like, ah, man, that stuff's just so
0: weak. And then, like, when LeBron fans defend it, and these guys I even know that would never do those things, and they try to defend it, it's just mind-boggling to me that someone would defend me. It's like defending a serial killer. You know, (laughs) like, oh, it's okay he did that. It's like, dude, you would never, you know, jump to four different teams. You would never uh, sit three seats away from your teammate because your butt hurt because of the score or whatever. He didn't give you the ball. So why are you defending this? Why do people defend these actions like it's okay? Just because it's their favorite player. Kevin Durant's my favorite player. Do I, you know, am I a fan of his media issues? No, I can't stand it. It's hard to watch sometimes. Was I a fan of him going to Golden State? No, I was not a fan. You know, I can, I can have a favorite player and still keep reality, you know, but LeBron fans really can't uh, justify reality from non-reality, it's just—it's crazy to yeah. me. They're just so delusional.
1: You want to be a fan, not a stan, right? That's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I know those are great points,
0: Pete. Well, I'm, I'm totally with you. On I, that. You too, bro. You too. You killed
1: it. I mean, yeah, I'm glad you guys got a rant rant it in. Up. I was kind of worried how it'd come across over the phone. That's perfect. Yeah, Corey saved it. No, yeah, you
0: want to hear that right like, like, all right, that's nice yeah, yeah, like, no, that's rest, guys. that's fine
1: with me. You you know my I'm, feelings. Oh, we're on a minute.
0: Right. We're on a minute restriction. Don't
1: no, uh, no LeBron talk. We gotta go. Yep. Oh, I forgot to press record this whole time. No, no it's fine with me. So, um, well, then, uh, speaking of LeBron, all-star games next week. <laughs> Team LeBron versus Team Giannis. Um, and we'll be live-streaming our drawing for the free jersey. So, hopefully we aren't all snowed in, because otherwise that live-stream of me picking a piece of paper out of the uh, box is not going to be very fun, but we should all be here. Um, of course, catch us live streaming on Twitter and then listen to the show when it comes out and we'll see who won this free Jersey. you know, just, uh, make sure you listen for your name and all that. I'm pretty excited about it. I know you guys are too. And everyone will get to see the new studio set up here. See some of our jerseys, for example. So what do you think? What would you get for a free Jersey, Corey, real quick? What would you pick?
0: Probably my fourth Damien Lillard jersey.
1: Damien Lillard. What, what about you, Pete? Another Durant jersey or something Something vintage?
0: I'd probably go vintage, man. I like vintage jerseys. They're always, you know, pretty cool. You know, maybe like a vintage Scotty Pimpin or Charles Barkley. Cool. That'd be pretty sick to own, Ooh. you know, something like that.
1: Well, I know we got someone left us a message with the uh, trivia answers from last week talking about how they want to... Uh, Sweet retro Sonics jersey. So I'm, all, I'm already rooting for I them. So, <laughs> but uh, thanks, right. thanks for being on, guys. I'm going to have to get all this cut up and edited, make sure everyone can hear you guys on the phone making your great points. And of course, everyone, limitlessrangepodcast.com. Hit us up on the phone or on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, One Limitless Range. And we will see you next week.
0: Rinse All it. right. Good job, fellas. Yeah, <laughs> Later. You guys, too. Later.